is The Issue Window with Albie and Brittany. We are airing out the laundry to clean your soul. Just kidding. You're going to leave with more stains than when you entered. Listen at your own risk. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for episode seven of The Issue Window. Good morning, Albie. Good morning. <laughs> and we have our special guest, Dan Stinson, back from Florida International University. Hi, Dan. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> uh, we have Dan back just because we didn't get enough of him the last time, and he's crazy enough to join us for another episode. So that's fantastic. My pleasure. My pleasure. Well, we didn't get into too much last time of you and Alvi working together and essentially how well you guys like know each other. You guys know each other pretty well. You, you know, you've been friends since uh, you worked together at Northern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Would, <laughs> That's right. Would you say that whenever Alvi got to Northern, he kind of, you kind of showed him the ropes, Dan? <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, show him the ropes <laughs> as far as just kind of this key opens that door, that key opens that door. Um, but no, I, at the time I was very inexperienced with the, the equipment world in general. So uh, Alvi actually ended up teaching me quite a bit. That's why he's messed up today. Exactly. That's why I'm here. <laughs> well, generally, a lot of the equipment managers I find might be a little odd. I think it has to go with the territory of you guys working so many hours. So wow. okay. that's what you want to believe. Sure. <laughs> we'll go with the, the lack of sunlight and being locked in a, in a concrete jungle got it yeah yeah mm-hmm. auction depraved always <laughs> do you think ali contributed to that dan ali's not exactly a normal individual well i mean I, i'd like to think that we're all a little bit special and you know in the, in the equipment world especially you know just with the, the characteristics and the personality of, of someone that's going to do this job and do it successfully uh, you know, you have to have kind of a few ends loose. So, Ooh. I mean, Alvi is great. You know, he's, he's one of my mentors. I've worked for, for quite a few guys. And, and you kind of mesh them all together and make your own style. But uh, Alvi definitely kind of contributed to, to a little bit of the awkwardness. <laughs> uh, what uh, what was your first impression of Alvi whenever you, whenever you first met him? Uh, weird dude. Uh, a little, yep. uh, I don't want to say weird in a, in a bad sense. Uh, but we did meet at a convention, and if I remember correctly, it was his khaki shorts. And I believe it was tall socks, like New Balance wow. shoes, and a, pol- and a polo. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> all right. But the, anytime you see a guy with khaki shorts and, and a polo on, it's just kind of – and I know it's kind of the unofficial uniform of the equipment guy, but I was just kind of, all right, it, this will be interesting. But it was a lot of fun getting to, getting to know, like, obviously, and working with the personalities – and he's, he's always very welcoming. And like I, I alluded to in the last episode, anytime I had any kind of questions, it was very easy to bring those up with him. And he really kind of guided me in, in, a, in a positive manner. Mm-hmm. Sort of, yeah. So, so, yeah, somewhat. somewhat. Ali, you couldn't have had on high socks. No. I don't. Do you even own high socks? I don't think I own high socks. I think I think your Alzheimer's is kicking in. It could, it could have been. At the same time, like I was in a very dark place. So You were. You were. You you shell shocked a little bit. I was uh, completely. I had no idea what was going on. I was a lost puppy. Yep. Yeah. First convention, choose you are. Oh yeah. So that was your first convention, Dan. Oh yeah. That was my first convention. That was the convention. I believe I turned eighteen. 
at that <laughs> convention. I believe I turned 18 and I spent it alone in a Jacksonville hotel room. So I was excited. Um, <laughs> no, it was uh, my first convention, my first really getting into it. And my, my personality, I've, I've gotten better at it. But I, at the time, I was an extremely shy guy, you know, small town fellow from, from Illinois, just kind of wanted to plug along and then not get into too many people's way. So I didn't really like introducing myself to people. Meeting new people was tough for me. Um, it's not that I don't like it. It's just, you know, it was kind of awkward for me. So that was, the, it was a very weird time for me. I know that you do triathlons. Do you think that made you more confident overall? And how did you get started in something so physically demanding? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. I, I got into tries uh, about five years ago when I was out in, in Wyoming and, and living out there with, with the high elevation and the altitude training was great. Um, but I've, I've done quite a few tries, obviously, with now with the coronavirus going around, a lot of them have been canceled, postponed. Uh, I do have a couple on the schedule for the summer that I'm looking forward to. Uh, fingers crossed that they don't go the same way, the cancellations and whatnot. But yeah, no, I, I, I enjoy endurance sports, which is kind of weird. <laughs> is that all you do for recreation? When you only get an hour of yard time, it's kind of hard, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I would say for for me, like I enjoy getting out and about, and it's my my personality is very kind of adventurous and exploring. So, uh, going out for you know a two or three hour bike ride is is something that I really enjoy doing, uh, or going for you know a couple hour run is, is awesome. So, put them all together and you you, you come up with a triathlon. And, um, a lot of them have taken me to some interesting places across the country that I wouldn't have normally expected. So it's kind of opened some doors for me and, and adventuring and uh, exploring that uh, I didn't expect, but it's been, it's been awesome. <laughs> what is your next tri- triathlon? If you do have one. The next triathlon on, on the schedule at least is uh, July 19th in New York city. No, oh, you might have a chance. Yeah. It might be safe. Wow. New York city is you might, you might a have little a bit different. Might have a chance. Um, so I actually, there's there's two of them in in New York this this summer. The the one on the 19th is is one that I actually qualified for down here in Miami. It's one of the lifetime championships that are up in New York City. Um, but I did a, a race down here. They said, hey, if you if you end up winning it, or if you play top five, you'll uh, you qualify for the New York City. I actually ended up getting second in that event. So I automatically qualified, put me in the pool and. Sweet. Uh, they're going to ship my bike up to New York City and everything. Um, I've actually, on the calendar, I had planned the next weekend, the July 26th in Lake Placid, New York, is, uh, is an Ironman race. And that was really kind of the race that I wanted to do. And I've had uh, my eyes on for three years now. Um, so I finally had the chance and an opportunity to pull it, decided to do it, uh, qualified for New York City after the fact and thought, well, hey, it's the week beforehand. Why not? I'm just going to pack Why up. Why not? And get up there for you know 10 days or so and, and do a couple of triathlons and back-to-back weekends so uh, new york city one's much shorter than the, the iron man but uh it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to competing wow that's really impressive <laughs> well, that was genuine albie <laughs> albie still remembers me running around and doing the the, the homecoming 5k with clark and and trying not to die during it. So uh, yeah. it, was, it, was, yeah. it was a much different Dan back then than, than now. So definitely yeah, I, can, I can understand the, the, the giggle. <laughs> hmm. So whenever 
you guys were at Northern together. You had the pleasure of going to the International Bowl, which is in Toronto, right? One. We were the last one, eh? Just another bowl that Northern Illinois killed. Mm-hmm. Does it not exist anymore? Nope. We, we, played, we played the last one. Played last. Oh. Also playing the last home set of bowl with, with the Cowboys, but a little bit different. I, di- I digress. <laughs> what was that like? You know, you going up, playing in Canada. Was that a whole new set of problems with crossing the border, with equipment? What all did that entail? Actually, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't too bad. Yeah. I mean, I was just a measly student. So, I mean, uh, Alvy could speak a little bit more to the, to the logistical end. Um, I do remember, you know, that's that's the reason that I have a passport. So, thank the the international bull for getting my passport. So that should be expired now, by the way. I renewed yeah, it six I, months ago. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, okay. Good. Good. Because I renewed mine too. So <laughs> right before I booked that cruise during spring break. So that was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, the, the international bull is great. Playing in Canada is a, is a little bit different. If I remember correctly, it's really like one of my first big domes we played yeah. in the the metrodome my first game ever uh, before alvy got to, to niu was we played the gophers at the metrodome but playing at the i forget the name of the rogers the rogers center it was such yeah. a massive event and and seeing you know there was a hotel connected to it and um, i remember it was really my my first game indoors where uh, the, the turf was so so and the, the opponent was great um but Getting up there and seeing, you know, that my first taste of international travel was was a little bit different. But um, getting Canadian dollars back and coins was different. But uh, it was it was definitely an experience. Getting gravy on your fries. Gravy on my fries and being completely flabbergasted and confused as to what that meant. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely a different place. Yeah, and yet you found that you got to keep your stick on the ice, and yeah, a very educational trip. Team uh, Team USA was the juniors were beating Team Canada at the time and watching the ball drop. Yeah, being completely afraid, being American at that point because we were, you know, Canadians. They loved their hockey, um, so we didn't want Team USA to necessarily win while we were in enemy territory. Could have got killed by that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad though because we had uh, they had one locker room and we had another locker room, but our locker room was split up on two different. We had two different locker rooms. They were, they were like a half mile apart from each other. Oh. <laughs> Different. And one was it on was... the second floor, and one was on the, the base floor. And, yeah. Uh, oh. There's so many little nuggets from that trip. Oh. Um, we had a little little guy named Tom that was helping us out, who was the, the equipment guy for the Argos. Yeah. He wasn't much yeah. of a book reader. He was about a book a week kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> we were, we went, whoa, 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 huh? <laughs> a book a week? What? <laughs> <laughs> Buck <laughs> a week guy, huh? Okay, uh, but that was—that's when I learned that Alvy knew how to sew, which was something that, that completely escaped me for two years to that point. Oh, come and on! Alvy's sewing away on the the bowl patches in the, in the locker room the day before the game. It was crazy. You've seen me sew before. <laughs> you saw me sew one of the first home games because we were short a polo. Oh God, yes, the polo. <laughs> Yikes! Just getting the job done, man. Just getting the job done. Yeah, that was wow. I mean, if, if butchery had any kind of Picasso, that was Alvy. So it was uh, it was incredible. A lot of fun. Sewing is like a necessary part of being an equipment manager, though, isn't it? I mean, I've seen Alvy sew many of things over the years. Yeah, and I've picked it up. I mean, I, you could probably get away with it 
if you had a seamstress like best friend or somebody that you could depend on 24-7. What I've kind of taught myself and, you know, I, I learned as a, as a kid, but you never really expected to bring it up yeah. again. But, um, yeah, sewing is definitely necessary. You don't necessarily have to be able to alter wedding dresses, but you need to be able to you know, at least have the basics down and then be able to put, get patches and, and fix them and, and, uh, and whatnot. So, yeah. Sewing is definitely something that you should have as an aspiring equipment manager. That that is also Toronto had a lot of firsts for us, but that is also the first time you experienced a Brazilian steakhouse. Oh, I was gonna. This is the next thing I was gonna bring up was yeah. the Brazilian. This was my first and memorable first of many. But I'll, I mean, I'll never forget. I, I don't know if it was the day before or two days before a bowl game. But we had had like a massively long day where we had practiced in the morning. We had moved over, uh, completely oh. gotten all the laundry out, which was a, a treat and a half. If I remember correctly, I was, only took three students. Yeah, that's all we had. That was uh, it was a, a tough trip, just in putting in a ton of hours. And we had that practice, and it was I believe it was picture day. And we did pictures, yeah, and we did this, yeah. and all, and it was like just from seven o'clock till nine o'clock at night, like constant movement. And we had Neaton and Albie was like, yeah, we're going to go to this place. And we're all, the three students, we all kind of looked at each other and we're like, what is he talking about? And you're like, just trust me. Like, okay. So we, we rolled into some nicer Brazilian steakhouse. I'm, I'm not even going to remember the name of it. It wasn't like a, a super dress up type place, but it was definitely like, you know, you, you want to wear your no. fancy pants. Yeah, a lot of shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, we we walk in with you know just sweatpants and backpacks and and completely unshowered. Right? And <laughs> here we are, and man, we we went we went town on that place, and that was uh it was a meal for the decade. That's for sure. Oh, poor Clark was sitting there in the in the subway station, just had a food coma after that. Yeah, he looked like a homeless person sleeping on the bench there. Yeah, we were riding back on the subway, and poor Clark, he was, he was ready for nap time. Oh yeah, <laughs> we we almost left them on the subway, but uh, <laughs> no, that was that was a heck of a trip, a lot of fun. Oh, because we did we did that we did a Viet was no a Korean barbecue place one night too. You had to cook the food on on a little on a little flame at your table. <laughs> that was, that very, was odd. very odd, very yeah. That was odd. That you was could odd. Do whatever you wanted to be. It could be extremely well done. You could just scare it and have it raw, but. It was uh, that was a good place too. Like that place was pretty awesome. I, did, I had no expectation going to that place. At that point, I was very kind of closed minded, and I, I, I like I like burgers, I like fries, and that's about it. And yeah, uh, it yeah. was kind of the opening of the horizons to like other other cultures, foods, and whatnot. Yeah, it was it was it was one, it was one of the better meals I've ever had on the road. Oh well, we were so hungry, it didn't matter. That's true too. I mean, either way, the bananas were good, and the uh... Pineapple, the roasted pineapple. Cheese biscuits throw on the table or... Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, leave it up to Albie to, you know, like the grilled fruit. I mean, it's always it's always about the sides with him, you know. It's a steakhouse, and he's, he's all about the salad, so... Oh, That's true. I, did, I, was hitting a, I was hitting the filet mignon pretty hard there. Do you want the filet mignon or do you want the filet mignon wrapped in bacon? <laughs> wrapped in bacon, of course. Hello. Bacon, of course. Yeah, no doubt. No We're doubt. American... I'm American dad. <laughs> oh, your days are over with that now, Alvy. Though no, more, I know, I know. No more pork. No for more you. bacon. I know. Now you have the old old man gout. Yeah, crying shame. 
Yeah, it is. Oh, remember going to Hedden's? They had some great stuffed pork chops there, and I can't. Oh, I, I'd kill for a stuffed pork chop right now from Hedden's. Like the the meat sticks with the the bacon meat and sticks. cheddar meat sticks. The Maybe oil we out there for like a lunch. Oh, absolutely. Then they had the stuffed burgers. Oh, mm-hmm. legit. Yeah. Anytime I'm back in, in Illinois, I usually try to go up to NIU and I'll stop by, you know, uh, Hedden's down in Creston and, and see what they've got. I just had a coach who started at NIU, left left here and went to NIU. I'm a little jealous. A little jealous. Then what, <laughs> the, the place is what you make of it. If, if you're going to have a miserable time, you're going to have a miserable time. But there was, uh, there, was, there was a lot of fun to be had in the Cal, Illinois. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What, uh, what city have you lived in so far, Dan, that you think has the best food? Oh. The, the best food, most diverse food, I really haven't had a chance to, to explore everything in Miami, if I'm being completely honest. The, the Cuban food down here is unreal, though. Uh, it would be hard for me to, to lay down a, an exact favorite, just because there's there's so many different options in every place I've been. You know, Minneapolis had, had some amazing uh, steakhouses and the things called... It's called the Juicy Lucy, which is an amazing burger. It has the cheese stuffed inside, so that was pretty awesome. Uh, out west, the the barbecue is incredible, and, and the steaks, and uh, and having kind of some exotic game in there too, which is something that you don't normally get. You know, wild bison and and that, and and then back in Illinois, it's just kind of the, the cuisine that I grew up on. So it's uh that that'll always have a special place in my heart. So it's it's hard to have a, a certain spot that is my you know this place has the best food but um yeah i mean it it is what you make of it and and everywhere i've been is is some some incredible cuisine yeah actually when we was down there last year visiting you for the install we uh remember that place we went to Brittany, that had the um what was the the, was it the roasted cauliflower or the brussels sprouts the little place we found on side street there I mean, in Miami, you can you, you have obviously your chains and your big restaurants, but you can find sure. like a, a small hole in the wall oh, or a food yeah. truck anywhere, and that'll be some yeah. of the best food you've ever had. So, um, it's uh, the the one thing about Miami; it's a little bit different. Is, you know, obviously, it's, it's a heavy Cuban culture, but you really right. need to at least have the basics down in Spanish, because um, some of the best places and the best food, like the people don't speak any don't English. English. So, a lot of <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of pointing and smiling and, and see, um, you know, giving some thumbs up. So uh, oh, yeah. I, I picked up on a little bit of language. I took some language in, in, in high school, which has helped me out quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a different cultural experience here. Yeah, I mean, even when we went to Puerto Rico, oh, I find good mofongo. Man, that's, oh, I love some good mofongo. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got a couple of yeah. students that are from Puerto Rico, so. Well yep. versed in, in kind of what what their their culture is all about. Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, Dan, uh, I kind of keep track of all the various equipment manager like nicknames I've kind of encountered through the years. Seems like a lot of you guys in the industry pick them up uh, over your years in the industry. Uh, have do you have one yet? I uh, not to my knowledge. At least none of them have credit to my face. <laughs> but, uh, that's, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, I don't really have any kind of distinctive qualities or anything that that warrants a nickname. I, I would say probably not. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it's always amazed me that Alvy hasn't picked one up through the years. What do you What do you think his nick, nickname should be? Jack. Oh, 
Jackass is probably one. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even having worked with the guy for for many years, I don't know if he would necessarily have one. Yeah, I I, I couldn't even justify giving a, an attempt at, at throwing one out right now. I couldn't do it. I'm cooking one up, Alvy. You're gonna get one before the end of the season. Oh joy! Can't wait. Just you wait. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like I don't know. The, the nicknames are kind of kind of like your call tag in the, in the Air Force. Like it's something that you can't really force on someone. It's just gotta kind of be earned. Like, yeah. You know, splat or, or sticks or, or anything like that or or dog mad dog or anything like that. Like it's just gotta kind of be natural. So it's yeah. something like your like your Indian given name. Like it's. You, you can't force it. You can't really ask for it. And whatever is assigned to you is assigned to you. So it just happens. But yeah, I mean, if I get if I get one, I'll feel welcome to the fraternity. If I don't, I mean, it is what it is. Yep. <laughs> I don't worry. I don't, I don't lose sleep over it. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of things to lose sleep over. It's, it's not a game for me either. Yeah. Yeah. So Dan, you travel a lot. You have a lot of work experience now. Do you have any advice for your previous boss, Alvi? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, I've, I've bounced around a little bit, and I've, I've experienced quite a few different things. If, if I was to give any advice to Alvy and, and step back to you know, my student managing days and say, "Hey, you know, this is is something that I think you could help." Uh, I, I honestly, I don't know. He was he was always a great resource for me. Anytime I had questions, he was more than willing to help out, and um, he was also very willing to let me kind of fail and learn on my own, which is something that I really enjoyed that may sound kind of, kind of different, but you know, a lot of this job is, is figuring out on your own and maybe putting together, you know, the best practices that work for what works for me won't necessarily work for you. And, and all of these institutions that obviously we work at have various different rules and guidelines also. So it, it's hard to say like there's, so many different ways to do this job in, in, a, in an efficient manner. So I couldn't necessarily give Alvin advice because I'm not in his shoes. I don't know what his stipulations are. I don't know what his budgeting is or anything like that. So, um, yeah, uh, he's been a great resource for me. Anytime I've needed a call over the years, I've, he and I have talked for you know several hours on the phone over several different things. So I've always been very appreciative of that and being a great resource to, to kind of bounce ideas off of. And I, I remember calling him and being like, hey, am I dumb here or is this wrong? And, you know, just let's bend this out a little bit. And you're like, no, nah, it sounds like you have some pretty solid ground there. And I, All right. As long as I'm not completely crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, if, I, if I was to say, you know, if anything for Alvy would just be kind of keep doing what you're doing. I, I couldn't have asked for a better mentor and, and, uh, and, and having a great resource has been something that's been a blessing for throughout my career. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, well, I don't appreciate that for something that, you know, here I am for something called like the issue window and I can't even get a single person to roast you, Alvy. I tell ya. She's, uh, she's over here trying to play the Jerry Springer role and get a, get a fire started. It's just, it's just know, not going to happen. It drives her nuts when her mother says that she, she just absolutely adores me and it drives her nuts. She can't just figure it out. I mean, she, I don't know. <laughs> it drives her nuts when people think I'm the greatest person in the world. It drives her nuts. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily go that far, but... Oh, God. Oh, thanks, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely far worse people out there. Uh, uh, equipment managers listening everywhere, bring me your issues. It is called Issue Window. This is not called, you know, the big fluffy bunny show. Well, and see, that's kind of... The, I love the... Uh, 
the thought and the promise, the premise of the show. But the the issue window is is an actual place where you issue things. It isn't a place where you go with your issues. Oh no, they come oh. with, they come with issues. They come oh, with yes, hey, man, they do. hey dog, I can't find my shorts. That's an issue. <laughs> that's that's an issue, a hundred percent. Uh, yeah, the sh- shorts fall off my loop, dog. Like, yep, yeah, no, yeah. you just didn't put on your loop, dog. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, issue windows, it's a place. It's a place where you issue things. It isn't necessarily a place where you go to have fights with your mentors and whatnot. No. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, let's see if you guys can agree on uh, one of these like last fun questions. Oh. If you and Albie were out to dinner with any two people, alive or dead, who would they be? He and I together? You ha- yeah, yeah, you're out to dinner with Albie, and that you only get to invite two guests. You both must agree upon them. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wish this is we should bring Ross. Yeah, I mean, it, well, and, and no matter who we who we pick, like in in this situation, he would pick one, and I would pick one, and we would both be happy. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, if we're being completely, honest, there's uh, I don't know, there's uh, there's a ton of people out there, and I'm sure that through Albie's experiences, he's had much different experiences than I've had, um, and met many different people. Uh, I think that. Between the two of us, a lot of the, the commonality would obviously be sports and athletics, but uh, we would enjoy dinner guests with, with anybody, right? So, oh, yeah. I don't necessarily know who we would pick that we would both enjoy. Um, I'm, I'm sure that we, we could both find common ground on them, maybe some, some actors or something like that. But, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily have a, a good no, answer I, for you there. I think we bring back Clark and Ross have for old time's sakes there. That was my number one thing, um, but then at the same time, I don't know where Ross is currently. Well, <laughs> well, I did say alive or dead, so he did well, say yeah, alive or dead. He covered all bases there. Who are those guys? They were they were the students with Dan. Yeah, they were students with me, and that was the year that there was just three students in Alvin. Uh, we had a, a hoot and a half. That was one of my favorite seasons, honestly. Working in it either full time or as, as a student, there was just so much going on in, in school and and trying to get football done and we had a fairly decent year that year if i remember correctly um yeah. it, was, it was a lot of fun um shooting the breeze and, and getting clark to do things that he wasn't comfortable with and dragging <laughs> ross along to document it was great because he, he had a camera so he was always the guy that reluctantly filled in and, and documented our shenanigans so it was uh it was a lot of fun if, if we could do those two i'm sure Albie oh. and I could sit for days and talk without oh, a yeah. laugh. <laughs> uh, you said in the last episode that you really don't watch a lot of, you know, Netflix or really TV. How else are you filling your time during the quarantine? During quarantine has been an interesting time. Um, obviously, you know, we're working remotely. For for me, that that doesn't necessarily mean we aren't working. Uh, there's there've been a lot of phone calls and a lot of a lot of planning going on behind the scenes. A lot of what we do and what people don't may not recognize is how much logistics we deal with and uh, how much foresight and planning that we do. Um, so during this quarantine, you know, I've actually hadn't had a, a whole lot of time to sit back and, and just relax. Uh, a lot of it has been putting together plans for, for reconditioning for, for next year's orders, for making sure that all of our T's are crossed and our I's are dotted so that whenever we do come back, because we will get back to football at some point, 
uh, whenever we do come back, uh, everything is ready to go because you know as, as well as as well as I do that you know this the situation is so fluid that we don't really know when we're coming back. It could be anywhere from you know it could be May, it could be June, it could be July. Um, who knows? But whenever we do come back to campus, the, the staff and the, the the department's going to expect it to happen like on the you know snap of a finger. So um, whenever we do decide that we're ready to go, it it will probably be a decision that's made on you know a Thursday afternoon, and you know it'll be Monday. We're back in the office and ready to go. And why aren't we in full pads? And why don't we have everything ready to go? So a lot of it for me has just been getting ready for whenever we do start back up that you know we're prepared to do that and uh and getting recon out last week was was awesome we were expecting to have that back and you know here in a couple weeks and 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 making sure that the the roster management and everything is ready to go so that when we do decide to play ball again we're ready to go so during the quarantine i've actually been extremely busy people seem to think that you know you're available 24 7 now because your phone number is out there and email so you should be you know available to them at any moment so uh, that's been a little frustrating but uh quarantine's been it's it's been very fairly active for me um when i'm not in the office i'm not doing any of that kind of stuff i'm i'm doing a lot of training for for the races coming up so uh trying to stay on top of that just in case you know they do happen and want to make sure we're in ready we're in, in good shape and ready to go there too yeah i think it's important for all of us to keep busy here in these odd times I think it's really important to keep like physically busy, you know. I know Albie's out walking, running every day, and I try to do in-home workouts. And sounds like you got us all beat there, Dan. But uh, you got to do what you can to keep some semblance of normal life. But with that, I think I'm going to wrap up this episode of Issue Window. I really appreciate Dan joining us today. My pleasure. Please tune in to our future episodes. If you'd like to be on the show, give us a shout out on social media. Until then, stay safe, stay sane. Bye. Adios. Thanks, Dad. Appreciate it, buddy. You're very welcome, man. Anytime.